Hello, hello, hello. I said hello three times. That means there must be at least three of you listening. Um, hey, boys and girls, it's Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. And uh, what a show we have today. Uh, I think somebody's going to be calling my cell phone and leaving me a message later today, which could be interesting. Um, It might be one of my relatives. Um, So we'll see. Um, Also, we're going to be talking about uh, the whole gun control thing. You know, I try not to be too political on this show or get too serious or get into, you know, too much topical stuff. But I've I've had it. I've had it with the gun control fantasy, the gun, the idea that something's going to change, that something's going to, uh, the the gun laws are going to change, that everyone's going to be safe. It's all a big illusion, and I'm tired of all the spin and all the people talking about it. And I'm finally going to get into that. It's a little bit serious, but from time to time I go there and uh, see what you think. It's just an opinion. But uh, I can't hold back any longer. And then we're going to talk about people getting ugly. Oh, yeah, we all get a little ugly somehow. I mean, we're getting ugly right now because this is the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You are causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Hello, boys and girls. Everybody pull up a chair and gather around. I'm going to tell you a fairy tale. This fairy tale's called Gun Control. Once upon a time, there was a country that believed in freedom and liberty and told all the citizens of its country that they could own guns. They could buy guns and they could own them and they could keep themselves safe and everything was going to be peachy keen. But as the population swelled in that country and the laws diminished in that country, more and more people used guns for violence against the other people in the country. And as the bodies piled up of children like you and adults and grandparents and school kids you'd think that the country would do something to put an end to having guns. But instead, they did nothing. They said they'd do something, but things just kept getting worse, and more and more people kept getting killed, and it just keeps going from there. In fact, you're lucky you're alive right now, children. Okay, settle down. Settle down. (laughs) We'll have to shoot ya. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously, that's uh, a sarcastic, uh, sarcastic approach to a uh, very serious problem. But uh, that's what it is, gang. The whole, uh, the whole gun thing—it's it, a fairy tale. It's truly a fairy tale. You know, it—it's so uh, difficult to sit back and watch uh, all the all the pieces in motion. 
all the protesters, all the pro-gun people, all the anti-gun people, all the legislation, all the congressmen, all the politicians, all the people for it, all the people against it, the NRA, the whole toxic cocktail leads to a hurricane of nothing. Um, you know, you've all seen uh, weather maps of hurricanes swirling around and they eventually blow along and they leave a w- path of destruction. This is just, this gun control issue is just one big swirling hurricane over the whole country that just won't ever move. It's the only stagnant hurricane in the world. And yet, for not moving, it's still leaving a path of destruction. You know, Kathy Gifford, the uh, Sandy Hook kids, the uh, the uh, the uh, Columbines, the the uh, shoot ups at the movie theaters, the shoot ups on the campuses, the shoot ups in the malls and the train stations and the airplanes and the it just doesn't end. And as we've just recently seen, the the president is powerless to push push anything through. The congressmen are too scared to do anything. The representatives aren't doing anything. And um, if it all seems like a big, huge surprise, uh, just roll the tape back. Roll the tape back to the 80s during the Reagan years. Um, Go back to the Brady Bill, okay? And for those of you that aren't uh, familiar with uh, with the Brady Bill, all right? Jim Brady was uh, the press secretary to President Ronald Reagan uh, back in the 80s. And uh, he was shot. He was shot on March 30th, 1981, during the assassination attempt by John Hinckley Jr. on President Reagan. Uh, Brady was shot right in the head and suffered a serious wound that left him paralyzed for life. Um. And so Brady and the people around him and his family and and uh, all these uh, people that were shocked and appalled by the whole thing, uh, they put all the wheels in motion and they drafted up a thing called the Brady Law. And the Brady the the Brady Bill was uh, was was uh, supposed to uh, introduce this whole background check thing and all this and that. And uh, again, just just another another little branch of the fairy tale. And uh, I'm sad to say, uh, you know, with with uh, with Mr. Brady and many victims like him, all these little incremental things like, oh, let's get a background check and let's do this little thing and let's do that little thing and blah 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 blah. It it ain't going nowhere, man. Okay? Here's here's the Brady Law where it stands now, okay? From 1994 to 2009, over 107 million Brady background checks were conducted. During this period, 1.9 million attempted firearm purchases were blocked by the Brady background check, or 1.8%. Okay, so 1.8% of all firearm purchases um, were blocked. Now, that's not a big number, okay? Um, 
And uh, it turns out that uh, between 2000 and 2009, over 30,000 denials were reversed on appeal. Okay, so again, another another thing that our country can be so proud of where, uh, you know, um, there's loopholes, there's ways around things, there's, there's laws that are implemented, but oh wait, there's also laws that undo the laws that were made. Oh, it's frustrating. And so, uh, you know, you got things like the NRA, the National Rifle Association, who filed lawsuits against the Brady Bill, and they are a huge, powerful law force. They are the opposite uh, side of the gun issue. And uh, and whether you're for, for guns or against guns, um, what what it, what it seems to me is just one big swirling mess that moves nowhere. Okay, it's just all it's all a bunch of uh, static chitter chatter and uh, rhetoric and lip service. And uh, it's all going nowhere fast. And uh, all these gun crimes, they seem to be increasing more and more. Um, and and I'm going to offer up what I think is the answer. Because the rest of it is just a fairy tale. The rest of it is just fantasy. Here's what I think you do. And and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not against guns and I'm not for them. I'm kind of like, you know, I think they're like any other thing that, you know, in a free society you can buy or use or, you know, I'm not I'm not one of these like I hate guns. But here's here's the logic police inside my head, okay? Here's the only way this gun thing ever gets resolved. You just say no more guns. Guns are outlawed. No one can have a gun. Maybe if you're a, a hunter or you're in law enforcement, you, you can get a gun. Under strict uh, rules, supervision, you can get a gun. But the idea of someone being able to go in and buy a gun on their lunch break or going into Walmart or Kmart or, you know, just picking up a gun, maybe two guns, maybe five guns, going to gun shows, all this stuff. You just take away the guns, and you're all going, well, that's not realistic. You can't just take away the guns. That'd be impossible. And my argument is, do you remember asbestos? Do you remember when the government discovered that there was asbestos in a bunch of buildings? And lo and behold, the asbestos was killing people? Guess what the government did? They demanded, they insisted, they made it law that you had to go in and get rid of all the asbestos. Or the buildings had to be torn down that had asbestos. Or asbestos suckers had to go in and suck the asbestos out of the wall. Asbestos had to be removed and eradicated to protect the citizens. Well, it looks like guns are killing a lot more people than asbestos. And people clearly don't know how to understand guns and how to use them. So if the government just goes, you know what, no more guns. And you're like, well, will it get rid of guns? No, it won't. But it will be much more of an anomaly for someone to have a gun. So when a gun does surface or someone speaks of a gun or talks of a gun or shows you a gun, 
it's it's more shocking to the system. It's enough to make pe- people in society who don't have guns spread the word. Hey, did you know that Jim Edwards down at the end of the street has a gun? What? You're not allowed to have guns. You know what I mean? So do you eliminate guns? No, but when you outlaw them outright, if a gun does pop up on the radar, it, it's a big thing. It's like right now, look at look at the terrorists, okay? If someone told you they had a bomb or they're making a bomb in their kitchen or they, they like the guys in Boston, they made a pressure cooker bomb, that pops up on the radar. That's not something where you just go, oh, yeah, he's making a bomb. Like that sticks with you. That's That's newsworthy in your own mind. That's newsworthy in the community. And that's newsworthy enough that somebody says something to someone. And when that kind of pressure is put on society, when those kind of rules are enforced in society where there's no guns allowed, which we don't really need them, unless all of you believe that, uh, you know, the Russians are coming or the U.S. government's going to overthrow us or whatever, then uh, this makes it much harder to have a gun. And the average person doesn't have a gun and the average person isn't hiding a gun and the average family's kids don't find the gun and take them into a school or shoot their little sister by accident or blah, 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 blah. So meanwhile, it's such a waste of time. It's like watching a tire spinning on ice. All these people, all these groups, all these organizations. It's just a giant spinning wheel on ice. It's it's a giant load of bullshit. And I'm not trying to be the guy get rid of guns or keep guns. I'm just I'm just a guy in the middle looking for a solution. And if I'm a guy that came from another planet, let's say I came from planet uh you know trombone, a place where guns didn't exist. And I floated down here and I saw people in this country shooting each other and using guns on each other. I'd say, well, get rid of the guns. That's all you got to do. Get rid of the guns. And whether you're for guns or against guns, don't you think it's true? That's all we need It's just to get rid of the guns. And like I said, it won't it won't wipe them out. But I bet you a hundred bucks. It drops gun deaths from, you know, 100% down to like 14%. Oh, yeah. And if you don't think uh, making guns illegal and taking all the guns away from people that are already out there would would make a difference, would help, you're you're in a fantasy world. It's the only thing that's going to change anything. Because the rest of it is just rhetoric. It's just going to keep spinning and changing and stupid little laws are going to be enacted that can't be enforced. And even if they can be enforced, there's so many guns, there's so many different avenues to purchase or steal or uh, get, get a hold of a gun. That little little tweaks to the laws don't matter. Background checks and this and that. Like, oh, if you go to a gun shop, you got to have a background check. But guess what? If you go to a gun show, you don't have to have a background check. If you go to a gun shop, you got to have a background check. If you buy a gun from another person, you don't need a background check or whatever, whatever the variations are. It's maddening. 
Because at the end of the day, you can say, oh, I'm gun, I'm not gun. But at the end of the day, I care more about people than your right to have a gun. And uh, if you're all if you're all up in arms about your your right to have a gun, what's that say about you? Oh, I gotta have a gun, man. It's 2013. I gotta have a gun. I mean, I'm gonna go to the mall. I'm gonna go rent a video on Netflix. I'm gonna go to uh, the drive-through, and then I I want to go sit at home and spend time with my gun. Or I gotta have my gun ready in case World War Five breaks out, or if uh, a monster comes through my door. Oh, it's frustrating. So there it is. That that to me that's the only answer. The only answer. Cuz this will just keep going and going and going to till the end of time. You get rid of the guns. Period. You know, it's it's like when there's a war. It's like it's a war humans can organize pretty damn good. You know, I mean, here's a horrible example, but look what they did to, to the Germans, did to the Jews. They just found them, they rounded them up, and started getting rid of them. Horrible. This this was human beings. They organized to get rid of human beings. So uh, how hard can it be to organize to uh, round up the guns? If a government wanted to do that, they could. They could shut down gun factories. The government could own the only gun factories in the country, nothing gets in and out of the gun factory unless it's accounted for by the government. And then you're probably like, well, Second Amendment, that's the whole reason we have guns in case the government decides to take over. Dudes, the government's going to take over if that becomes their agenda. You really think your your little Smith & Wesson or your, your uh, Glock handgun is going to stop the U.S. military? You think you're going to shoot a uh, Predator drone out of the sky with your with your Winchester? You think you're going to uh, go into your gated community and tell all your neighbors to hide behind their couches with their with their handguns? Gee, why don't, why don't you run out in the backyard and uh, shoot down a stealth bomber? The government wanted to shut to take over society. They pretty much could. So that whole fantasy that uh, you know we have the right to bear arms in case the government goes berserk on our asses. Ridiculous. Anyways. Like I said, I'm I'm I, I'm not against I'm not you know, I'm not against guns. I'm talking about just a solution. You know, I I am against uh, people getting killed and hurt and the violence, but how can you be against a gun? How can you be against all kinds of people who don't cause trouble with guns? But at the end of the day, there's a problem. Guns don't work because there's always going to be an element that can't control it. And so in a world, in a modern world where we really don't need guns to hunt for food, just get rid of them. There you go. There you go, kids. That's your that's your fairy tale for today. Um, unfortunately, it'll never come true. They will never get rid of guns. And you just keep watching the news. Keep watching uh, the children and the families and the people. 
Just keep watching them die. Keep watching the bodies stack up because nobody has the balls to cut a cancer out that's uh, so blatantly obvious. How'd you like that little fairy tale, kids? Oh, thank you. You're so kind. and I will get right back to you. Thanks. Hello. Hello, Holland. Hello, it's your man Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. How are you, doll? I know I haven't talked to you in quite a while. Listen, I'm out driving. I'm going over to Gelson's to pick up some coleslaw and some macaroni salad. I'm having Agnes and, and Margaret over tonight, so we're going to play gin rummy. Listen, I'm I'm in a bit of a twist. I'm in a bit of a dilemma, Holland. I just rolled to a stop sign. I was talking on the phone, on my cell phone, when I was driving. I know. Crucify me. I'm a lawbreaker. Hang me up on a cross like they did the baby Jesus. Put a thorn of crowns on my head. Okay? Or a crown of thorns, however you want to say it. Sometimes I say things backwards. Um, look, I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, Christ, I need my... Where's my inhaler? Um, listen, I rolled through the stop sign, and I'm petrified. I don't know what to do. Should I Should I drive back, Holland? And should I, should I stop again? Roll back and stop and just wait? I don't know what to do. Okay, you know what? If you're going to honk at me, if you're going to honk at me, go... Suck a cucumber, okay? Somebody just honked at me. I'm talking to my nephew. That's right. He was in the. He was in the. He's in the movie business. He's in. He's on. on a movie. He was in a. Um, sorority boys. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know what to do, Holland. So I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna. Go back to the stop sign, and I'm just gonna stop until I figure out what to do. I don't want to get in trouble with the law. I don't want to get in trouble with the police officers. Oh, my God, I'll never forget the time when you were a little boy and you got caught shoplifting that little pack of chiclets over at the local 7-Eleven. Do you remember that? And I had to come and pick you up, and you had tears in your eyes, and I ruffled your little brown hair with my fingers, and my wedding ring came off in your hair, and I couldn't find it. It was stuck in your hair. Because your hair was so dirty, your mother never... Well, I don't want to get into that, but I'm just here. I'm stuck at the stop sign. Give your man Ruthie a call, okay? Okay, you know what? If you get a honk at me, why don't you go straight down to hell, okay? Oh, you get a honk at me again? I'm talking to my nephew. Holland Williams is in the movie business. Okay, you're going to get... Why don't you go down to hell, kneel down, and suck on Satan's prune-wrinkled fucking ball sack, okay? That's right. I said prune-wrinkled. Fucking... I'm sorry. You didn't hear that. Aunt Ruthie didn't... Aunt Ruthie doesn't say those things, Holland. All right, so I'm just here. I'm stopped in the middle of the road. Please call me as soon as you can. I just don't know what to do, rolling to a stop sign. I love you, honey. Okay, give me a call. I'm going to talk to you real soon.
I love you, little buddy. Come on, honey, give Ruth a kiss. I love you. Give me a call, bye, baby. All right, you're gonna do that again. Up your fucking oh Christ! Call me, baby. Eat your fucking carrot cake. Wow. Whoa. It's a weird message from my aunt Ruthie. Haven't heard from her. Looks like she rolled through a stop sign. Jeez. Must be losing it, Ruthie. Um, Ruthie's getting older. Um, and speaking of getting older, uh, I, I think I might get some flack from some people on this next topic. But it's got to be said. It's got to be said. And, and I say this with love. I say this for the benefit of society. I say this for the benefit of men. And I say this for the benefit of the women who commit this heinous crime. Ladies, whether you're young, it it mostly happens to older women, but whether you're young, middle-aged, older, you got to stop this. If you've got legs with crazy, purple-ass, spidery, windy, bulging, disgusting veins. Do not wear a skirt. Period. Okay? I'm sorry. I I don't mean to be so shallow. I don't mean to be uh, such a cosmetic individual. But I'm I'm just going to flat out tell you it is it is vile. It is disgusting. Uh, I how do you not know? And it happens. Look, I'm not blaming you. People's bodies do weird things. Okay, but sometimes you just got to accept it and cover up. I was walking down the sidewalk the other day. There's a lady sitting out on a bench or a little couch. And I'm, I'm, I'm like coming down the sidewalk and I see her. She probably looks like she's about 45, 50. And she kind of looked like a like a like a an older like a cougar, like kind of good looking from as as I was as I caught her in the corner of my eye. She's sitting on this couch smoking a cigarette. You know, she's got the little <coughs> she's got a little white skirt on, the glasses up in her hair. You know. And she's got like the, her legs are sticking out. She's got this, this this skirt, and I'm as I get closer, I'm like, oh, look at this, look at this fox. And then I get closer, and I'm like, whoa, like look at the vein scoob. I mean, holy god, the veins running up and down her legs. It looked like a busy GPS. You ever put on your GPS and, uh, you know, you come to a place and you're on a highway and there's just bridges and roads and the GPS has all these colored roads because a purple one and a green one and a blue one and they're all going in different directions. This lady's legs look like a crazy busy GPS. It looked like someone unfolded a road map and it blew through the air and landed on her legs. It was just little 
lines and bulges and some of them were big, man. Some of these big veins, they weren't just veins, but they were they were like protruding. They were like you ever see veins and they're they're popping up? It's it's as if they're trying to get out of the skin. And I, I'm sorry, I know I sound like an ass, but I, I just had to, like, turn my head. I was like, whoa, whoa, oh, it's like you ever you ever uh, walk into a bathroom at an airport and you got to go and you kick a stall open and there's someone sitting in there and you're like, whoa, whoa, sorry. Like you, you're repulsed, you, like, back away or you're, you're shocked, you're surprised. That's what it's like. It's like, oh, look at that cougar. Look at those legs. Look at that. Wow, wow. GPS, GPS. Those legs will get me to Minnesota, man. Those legs, the, 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 that that roadmap of veins will get me to the Mall of America if I follow those. Oh man! And it's just, it's. I don't know what causes it. I don't. There. I mean, there's varicose veins, but then I don't know what those ones are called that bulge out. Like, you ever see an athlete, like a, a guy, like a weightlifter or something, and he's got the, the veins, and when he lifts a weight, the, the vein on his bicep pops out or, or on his forearm? You know what I mean? It bulges out. Well, how about a woman with those those uh, those veins bulging out on her legs, but she's sitting on a bench smoking a cigarette? Couldn't be more relaxed. Something's up, man. It's not like her leg is flexing or pulsing or straining. It's just like the something's up with the veins, man. And just so you don't think I'm being sexist here, they, they, this this whole like hang it up look, like this lady clearly, for the benefit of the rest of the world, should not have been wearing a short skirt. She should have been wearing like Hillary Clinton cankle pants. Okay, she should have been hiding that GPS. And it's the same with the, with dudes. Just so, you, like I said, you don't think I'm being sexist here. A guy with a with a big fat gut, a big Budweiser beer belly, should not be wearing like a green neon speedo on the beach. A fat man should not be wearing a tight little bathing suit. It's the same. It's like, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa, 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 dude, like, wow, that's gnarly, dude, whoa. So it goes it goes across genders. I'm just saying no when to say when. No means no. No when to hang it up. No when you've crossed that line from like hot and sexy and you can get away with wearing something. No when it's time to not wear spandex, okay? When you've got a bump on your belly, ladies, and your 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 ass doesn't fit over the toilet seat anymore. <laughs> you know, it's time to not wear spandex. Okay, you're not doing anyone a favor. Dudes, when your gut's hanging out, hanging over your belly, it ain't time for the tight bathing suit. So there you go. Hide the veins, hide the guts. I know we're all human, but come on. Don't don't assault our sensibilities with your you know, whatever's. It's it's like a stripper with a giant cesarean scar, a bullet hole. It's like, come on. Come on. Put that crap away.
So there you go. Then speaking of putting crap away, it's time to put this podcast, this crap podcast away. Don't say that, Harlan. It's wonderful. Okay. Beaten up on myself. Um, let's do a few announcements before we split. I know you always love this part, don't you, gang? Um, let's see. What do we got coming up here? How about Denver? How about Denver, Colorado this weekend? How about that? Do you like that? Yeah, starting tomorrow night, I will be in Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works. That's May 17th and 18th. Check it out. And then uh, the following week, I will be at the Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles, California, on Melrose Boulevard at 10 p.m. doing a show. That's going to be a blast. And I want to tell you about something new that I think you're going to like. I have a new YouTube channel. I'd love you to go and subscribe to it because I'm going to be releasing a lot of funny videos and stuff over the next little while. I've got a new prank show, a stunt show called Fishlang. Fishlang! Uh, And there's going to be like a new video coming out every week on this thing. And wait till you see the amazing, incredible uh, stunts I'm doing on this show. They're mind-bending. They're so dangerous and so uh, crazy that you can't do them at home. But uh, here's how you go see them. There's already one up there. The first first few um, shows are already up there. Go to youtube.com slash Harlan Williams. youtube.com backslash Harlan Williams. And uh, please join. Subscribe to the channel. There's going to be a lot of great stuff coming up on the channel. Uh, And, uh, you know, this is all about making you guys laugh. And believe me, I I think you're going to find some of these fishlang stunts pretty out there, pretty fun. Um, Also go to harlowwilliams.com where you can write me at harlowwilliams.com or you can phone me and leave a phone message, 323-739-4330. Check out the web store. We will send you some wonderful merchandise. Movies, artwork, corn on the cob, lettuce. I don't know. Go look around. Check out my stand-up schedule. See if I'm coming to a town or city near you. And uh, all that fun stuff. So there you go. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell your friends, boys and girls. And uh, we will be back next time here on the Harland Highway. And until then... Chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, Holland, you're so cute.